You're listening to The Self-Worth Circle, hosted by Julie Haxel and Eva Eslander. We are here to remind you to raise your self-worth and wear your invisible crown. It's time. All right. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Self-Worth Circle. I'm Julia, and today I'm here alone, actually. Eva is out working, but on the other end of this screen that I'm sitting in front, I have Pamela Naraya, who is a shamanic healer and a multidimensional healer. Big, big welcome, Pamela, to Self-Worth Circle. (laughs) Thank you. How are you doing? Yeah, really wintry, dreamy space and uh, excited to chat and explore with you today. Yeah. Thank you for being here. And do you want to tell our listeners where you are based right now? Yeah, I'm in the French Pyrenees on the eastern side of the mountain range in a little village. Um, It's a really beautiful, yeah, natural wild land that has very beautiful water flowing through it and uh, I've been here for a year now and uh, yeah I'm really grateful to be based here. Lovely and you moved there from Scotland right? Well actually I was in England and before that Wales and Scotland I was all over the place. (laughs) (laughs) So for you listeners who don't know um Pamela is my mother's cousin. I'm not sure what that makes us. I think Emily. Little cousins, don't we? But that's a bit weird in English. Yeah. Um, so just a little bit of a information for for you also to to know. <laughs> so um, do would you like to tell our listeners a little bit more about yourself and your background? even about your childhood, how it looked like? Sure. Yeah. So, yeah, my my background is a mix of Finnish, Swedish, Eastern European, and British Isles as well, my ancestry. Mm. And I was born in France, spent my first 10 years in France, um, in the north, near Paris. And... Yeah, I had a really beautiful opportunity to spend a lot of time in nature as a child. And um, my mother bred dogs, so the dogs were amazing. Kind of, I always feel like they taught me unconditional love. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, and then I went to Finland when we were 10. We moved, when I was 10, we moved to Finland. And um, that's really when I started to dig deeper into, you know, what is the meaning of life? And I started to really ask deeper questions and I felt like that, that triggered me on my, on my spiritual path. Um, you know, as a teenager looking around and feeling like society was quite surface level and longing for deeper connection, deeper meaning. And uh, that led me to yoga. Um, I was really lucky to go to my first yoga class when I was 12 and that really opened up my my consciousness actually through my body um yeah spurred me on to to observe my mind and and clean you know is that really my belief where whose belief is that and yeah yoga was a big uh, gateway and then the healing my healing gifts um naturally awoke 
when I was a teenager and supported some people in my life that were having suffering. And I realized that 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 energy could flow and support the energy in them to come back into into well-being. So, yeah, that's a little bit of the the catalyst, really, yoga and and, and healing. That's really beautiful. And I mean, 12 years old, going to your first yoga class, that's pretty young, actually. Um, I think my first class was when I was 15. And that also evokes something. It woke up something within. And um, yeah, it's, it's, yeah. But then after, after that, it's always a little bit I feel like it always grows and it becomes bigger. And um, I read on your website uh, a little bit more just to, you know, have a little bit more information of what type of things you've studied and you've studied with so many or so many different things and you have certificate or trainings and qualification in very different areas, but they all kind of connect in a beautiful way. Mm -hmm. But do you want to touch a little bit upon the work you do and how it takes form sure so yeah my so the 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 natural healing was kind of awoken naturally and then when i when i graduated from high school i went to study um, i moved from finland to scotland to study philosophy to continue this kind of like why are we here quest and um and that led me to uh, a healing center in scotland where I became initiated with uh, Reiki and shamanic practice. And it was actually looking for somewhere to practice yoga that I found this center. And, and I was like, huh, shamanism, what is that? And it just sparked something in me. And I followed that spark. And um, yeah, that's really where I finally found like heart tribe and mentors for what was the potential in me and went on this journey um, my formation as a healer really began then. So I was 19 and yeah, Reiki, Reiki healing was the first step. And it was beautiful because I felt like I, the, when you become initiated with Reiki, it's very much self healing first. Mm. And I felt like finally this tap was open inside me and I could, you know, clear and cleanse layers in myself that I wasn't reaching very easily normal in normal life. And so here was this empowering tool to, to align and clean and clear the energy and the old wounds and emotions. And then shamanic journey followed on, uh, the partner of my Reiki master, they, they worked together in the center. So he, he taught me shamanic journeying and, um, and that was a, a real awakening for the magic of life. And we worked with our power and reclaiming power that was lost. And from the shamanic perspective throughout our life, we have, you know, experiences where we lose bits of our power and our essence, our soul, if you will, whether it's, you know, a big trauma, like a car accident or surgery or a smaller trauma, like a fight, you know, and all these little events sometimes are too painful for the soul to experience in the body. So it leaves the body. And so the shamanic work is to gather these parts back, these scattered pieces of soul and power. We're calling them back so they can really be at home in the body. You know, we can all be fully home. So that became uh, my personal work of, of mending my power and calling myself back. 
and um, and learning ceremony and the power of of working with the elements and these ancient tools that are still so relevant in modern day because they work, you know. So I learned firewalking and went into sweat lodges and danced and did, you know, a lot of visioning work. But that was what I love about shamanism is that it, it brings the visionary and nature together. It's really earth-based spirituality. So yeah, a lot of my 20s, I was um, apprenticing and, and beginning to share healings with people and hold ceremonies for people. And the plants became increasingly uh, my guides and teachers for my own awakening and, and in holding spaces for people where they could communicate with the plants and receive guidance directly from nature as well. So that, that is part of um, my passion, uh, especially working with women, is like, how is nature and our body you know, in, in intrinsically connected and how can, how can we come back to that inner wisdom that we often get, you know, lost in the pace of modern life. And now that the, after all these years of, of patriarchal domination, we're seeing this rise of the feminine again to come into this harmony with the masculine. And, um, so yeah, nature has very much been helping me do that work in myself and other women then sharing the womb healing and nature aligning with our cycles. Mm. I'm talking a lot, but yeah. <laughs> no, it's good. This is, this is all about you. So um, <laughs> go for it. And in my own understanding or for that, for what I've understood of like, I've listened to very from, to different kinds of shamans and healers that have worked with different types of or cultures and traditions. Have you, what kind of, or have you studied different types of shamanism or was it at the same, uh, same place all the time? Yeah. So that's really interesting because there are different, flavors and different traditions and different indigenous roots to yeah. shamanism. And I've met many shamans from, you know, Scottish Celtic and Native American and Peruvian and Amazonian, you know, and what I've come in my own practice to is really, I feel like it's the roots are universal, you know, it's earth-based and it's spirit-based and it can take different different forms through different cultures but ultimately i feel like the anatomy is the same you know it's like the spirit of nature and the energy field within us and how we weave together in relationship you know and how to mend the the disconnect and and kind of reweave the broken parts into wholeness so yeah for me it's very it's earth informed more than culture. And it's kind of reclaiming this ancient culture that, you know, we once were indigenous back to our first ancestors and, and how has our soul gathered that knowledge um, and remembering what we already know. And then some of these shamans and teachers are like catalysts and sparks, you know, like remember, remember. Mm -hmm. and, uh, and it's wonderful to 
to have all this accessibility to two sweat lodges and two plant medicines from other cultures. And I feel like increasingly they've told me the plants that to work with my native ones, you know, that my DNA resonates with that powerfully because it's local to my ancestry. But then you have the soul ancestry as well that resonates with, with other plants. So it's really one big family. Yeah. I love that. And maybe for someone who would love to, you know, create a deeper bond with just nature and the elements of earth, is there like, do you have any, any hacks or tips for someone who's really, you know, new to it and for someone who it might feel a little bit um, unfamiliar because, you know, the nature is always there, but especially at least for me, sometimes when I'm in the city, it feels like uh, it's not impossible, but it's more challenging. And it, I need to really make an effort to go there. <laughs> yeah. Well, I'd say, firstly, that, you know, we have access to nature from inside and that it's really empowering to, especially as if, we're, if it's women mostly listening, to listen to our cycles, you know, our menstrual cycle and how, and track it and track when are you ovulating? When are you bleeding? Where is the moon where you, when you're ovulating and where is the moon when you're bleeding? And in that way, you're also remembering that your body is flowing already with nature and that we're so affected by the seasons. And so I think that's one really important key for reconnecting to nature through our bodies. And then also what you can do from home in the city is take a shamanic journey to meet, you know, a spirit guide from nature. So it could be an animal, like a power animal that's uh, connected to you as a protector, a guide or a plant ally. And that's a really beautiful way to open to the, the spiritual realm of nature. And then you have, you, you connect your consciousness with the consciousness of, of one of these beings in nature. And, and, and you can ask them directly. It's like in meditation, direct revelation. So that's, that's what I love about the shamanic journey is that you're receiving exactly what you need, um, through your own meditation and your own relationship with these, with these beings of nature. And then very simply is like walk in nature, just be, just get yourself out there and, and to as much as you can bring your, bring your energy from the head into the body and just noticing like, because nature is always, you know, impressing its energy onto ours. And so it's speaking through our body, you know, and you can call out, like, I would love to be drawn somewhere on my walk, you know, to a plant that has something to share with me or just opening to little messages through your body, you know, and, and the heart breathing into the heart. Um, that's really beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> I love how you said, uh, bringing energy, like I, or experiencing everything through the body because lately or especially last year I felt like there was a lot about or many I don't want to use the wrong word but many 
spiritual leaders that are not all of them, but some that I, I just scrolled past on Instagram, they were talking about, you know, um, kind of shifting out of the body more, you know, the other way around. And I feel like shamanism is probably also about coming back and using the body as the vessel for the awakening and not uh, escaping this reality. So um, beautiful. And shamanism has been in the spotlight lately also. It's growing and people are starting to really become super interested about it, which is really beautiful. I think many women especially are ready to claim claim their power and mm -hmm. embody their own worth, which is important. But how how does your own spiritual practice look like and how has it evolved during your your life? You already mentioned some 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 pinpoints, but yeah. Well I feel like it has very much been, you know, the, the feminine downward triangle. Whereas, you know, sometimes when you think of, of this masculine out of the body meditative, it's like an upward triangle, you know, right. and then the feminine is downward triangle. So I feel like my practice is how to put the two together so that yes, I'm opening my higher chakras and I'm also grounding into my body. And so my own spiritual practice very much so started with yoga and then sexuality was a really important part of my awakening as well and how I felt like something was missing you know as a teenager I was like there's something I'm not being taught there's something in sexuality that's you know what I'm seeing is just surface and then due to my interest in yoga I came across tantra and that became a very empowering thing for me because I, I learned how to bring the sexual energy into my whole body, you know, that it's not just this base roots, you know, groin energy, but actually we can sublimate it to the upper chakras. And so it flows through the whole body. And for me, that became a really beautiful bridge between, yeah, spirit and matter and, and a kind of a self-initiation of actually had an Kundalini awakening when I was 16. And I, yeah, it, it showed me how through sexuality and self-pleasuring, actually giving ourselves the pleasure we long for and sublimating this energy, we know ourselves better and we can actually heal those wounds that get imprinted, you know, in the energy because the sexual energy is so powerful. And so we, when we, do this circuit inside ourselves with the breath, with the intention. Uh, yeah, so much, so much is open through that. And so that, that's a be beautiful part of self healing and self care for me is actually making time to, to be in that self pleasure, you know, and, and healing shame and healing what, you know, so many conditionings around sexuality are and actually making it, making it sacred and innocent again. And um, journaling is really uh, amazing. Since I was a kid, I've always written everything. It's a great way to integrate and unravel and transform things. And gratitude, I'd say that's a huge daily practice, probably for the past six years. 
I found this, uh, this book and, um, I was in Thailand, I was living there and, and working as a healer in Thailand. And I would go into this restaurant and I find a book there that someone had left and inside it was written a gift from the universe. Oh, and it was all about that. gratitude practice. Yeah. <laughs> and I've been doing it pretty much since I found that book, you know, every morning, every evening, and it really rewires the brain to look for all your blessings and attract more of them. That's a, that's a really great tool. I think it's one of the top for me. <laughs> yeah. It's actually one of my favorites too. I feel like it's, especially the days when I find myself really struggling to sit in stillness and to, you know, come into a place of meditations. Like today, for instance, my, I was just sitting and almost laughing to myself because there was like a circus going on. I was just like observing, I don't know, <laughs> everything that was happening, which was, mm -hmm. you know, part of life. And we have those days, but journaling is always, it kind of, it's a great outlet to just either release stuff or just express something. Or sometimes I even do like voice, voice uh, memos on my phone to really like rinse it out. And it has been like one of my favorite tools also. Yeah. Really it's like something uh, you do also every day or does your daily practices shift with the seasons and well, so daily, daily, I would say, yeah, gratitude and journaling and meditating. And I'm recently back into Pilates. Oh, me that. too. Oh my gosh. Yeah. <laughs> it's so awesome because I feel like it's helping me strengthen my core and my back and for the posture, you know, yeah. it's just so great. I love get, like feeling how I get stronger. Yeah. But I find, you know, other other forms of like strength building can be quite boring. But I find that the Pilates really helps me do it with with mindfulness. And I just enjoy it. Yeah. So that's like good for embodiment as well. Uh, but yeah, uh, meditating every day I do. I work with the with the seven directions. And so it's like I open sacred space with all the directions, uh, the east, can the you, south, the west, oh, yeah. the north. Can you touch yep. upon that a little bit deeper? Because I think that many listeners doesn't really, they don't know what the directions yeah. are. So yeah, it's for me, it's, well, it's from shamanic practice. And when we work in, in ceremonies, for example, to open a sacred space where you feel held, you know, by the wider intelligence and the wider loving universe, we create, we call in the spirit of the directions. And I personally, um, have journeyed to meet my personal guides for every direction. And then I call in the elements with each direction. And uh, you could even see it in the form of archetypes and seasons. So for example, the East is the rising sun and it's spring and it's the maiden, you know, the young, the young girl, it's that kind of new beginnings, a spark of life. And the South is summer it's the mother archetype it's like coming into full bloom and like you know fruiting and then you have the west which is the setting sun and autumn and um what some call the maga so it's the archetype between mother and crone it's like the menopausal wise woman you know she's like going through transformation and and then the north is the time of winter of midnight and that's really where the crone is. Uh, 
and it's the dream time and it's integrating, you know, winter where we are exactly right now in the heart of it. And so I call these directions and the animals and plants that I have personally associated with them. And then I call in, I do this, this visualization inside and the grounding cord going down to below to the heart of mother earth and then going above to the heart of the universe. And it's this bridge. It's becoming a bridge between the worlds, kind of like a tree of life. You know, you got your roots in the underworld and you got your branches in the sky and you're in the middle, you know, you're in the heart, you're the womb and, and this beautiful, it's, it reminds me, you know, of how woven into the web of life I am. And it helps me to tap into the, the greater wisdom that's available when I open this space. And, uh, and from that, it's really a creation place as well. You know, that I, it helps me go into dreaming for, you know, for example, now in winter, it's such a great time to dream the year that's coming. And, you know, what seeds are we planting that, you know, are going to sprout in spring and summer and then, you know, ripen in the autumn. And then we let it go again in the autumn, you know, and the fruits fall to the ground and compost. And um, it's a beautiful cycle that happens every month, even, you know, very much my practice working um, with this meditation every day and working with my own energies of where my cycle is every week so that I, I feel most aligned that way. I love that. Oh. <laughs> I had one question in mind when I was listening, but now I lost it. Um, the, I feel like there was actually one listener who, um, sent us a message today on that they would love to hear more about manifestation and you just touch upon it a little bit but uh and I feel like because this episode is actually going to be released tomorrow <laughs> yeah. um do you have any favorite um you know tools or is there any specific ways of you know manifestation I think the word has been <laughs> saturated <laughs> yeah. a little bit at the moment, but, um, yeah. Yeah. Anything you want to share? Um, there's two that come to mind and one of them is when I'm ovulating. So my body is releasing an egg. Uh, that's when I'm at my most creative potential. You know, I'm like, feeling more juicy, more active, more, you know, yang in the world. And what I really like is actually dedicating that egg to something. <laughs> I love that. And so, yeah, it's like for that cycle, that egg, I like to, yeah, dedicate my creativity and what I'm doing that cycle is kind of held in that egg. So that's symbolic. And, and I also really like to make a crystal grid. And that's, that's something that came to me in May when I was, uh, I was working a lot with the nature spirits and I was seeing the sacred geometries, you know, within pine cones and in nature and, and, and crystals were very present with me, um, you know, guiding me. And so the two came together. I was like sacred geometry and crystals. And I was like crystal grids. 
this is interesting. This is something I need to learn more about. And, uh, and so I started to make them, you know, um, choosing different crystals with different energies that I wanted to call into my life and placing them on, uh, there's two shapes I worked with, the Flower of Life and Metatron's Cube, which is like, a, it's actually like that double triangle I was talking about, the upward and the downward together with the spheres at each point. And that's a really powerful shape for creativity, for creation. So I like to place the central crystal in the middle and I charge it with, you know, my intention. And this is great every moon cycle. You can do it, you know, every new moon, every full moon, whenever you feel. But every new moon is powerful because you're beginning this whole new growth and creation cycle. So I place the crystal in the center and then I grid with smaller crystals around. And I, I write a piece of paper with my dream, with my intention for that cycle. And I put it under the grid. And since I started doing that, I just feel like it brings a really beautiful support, you know, like it really holds space for my, for my dreams, for my intention. And like the crystals are working, you know, in the invisible to support that. I find that really uh, supportive. And then to review it, you know, when that feels... So maybe you want one grid, you know, and you just leave it there for months and months, or maybe you want to re re renew it every month and refresh it and change the crystals, depending mm -hmm. with what's moving in you, what season it is. And yeah, all of that. That's fun. <laughs> oh, you leave them outside or do you have them in your home? I have them on my altars yeah. inside. Yeah, lovely. And you work a lot also with crystals. And uh, I just want to mention to the listeners that um, you make beautiful tinctures and sprays also. And I think we should circle back to your offerings and what you offer for to your clients and for new clients and so forth. Yeah. So, yeah, thank you. The the remedies I make are really, really inspiring to me because they're tools, kind of like a crystal grid. I make flower essences that then becomes an ally that's like holding space for your transformation. And I feel like it's so, so important to feel support, you know, on our journeys that we're not alone and we have support from our human family, but also from our crystals and plants and the, the nature, the nature beings are really here to support us. So the flower and crystal essences are made um, vibrationally. So I put the flowers in water, in the sunlight, sometimes in the moonlight, and the light takes like an energetic photograph of the plant into the water. And this has been shown in um, analysis of the water that it actually like takes on the shape of that plant. And then by diluting it, uh, first, the first one becomes the mother essence. And then I make it like um, stock and then dosage. So you dilute it and it actually gets more potent. Mm. And then you take that either straight or in your water. And then you're receiving the codes of that plant and how those qualities, you know, go and heal the places in you in, in alignment with that plant. So that's really very beautiful, very gentle, but powerful and um, works great with animals too. And children and elders, like anyone can take flower or crystal essences. 
So I make uh, tailor-made blends for people. If they want to, if you want to come to me and ask for support with a certain pattern or something you want to heal or open more into, then I can recommend uh, essences that I've made and make a special blend. And then I do one-to-one sessions. So I offer soul alchemy, I call it, and also womb healing. And these can be one-off healing sessions or a, a journey, a longer journey of mentoring and healing, which can also include these remedies as part of the journey. And soul alchemy is very much this shamanic energy medicine. And we meet on Zoom and through the distance, it's transmitted through Reiki and energy healing and shamanism and sound. And it's quite incredible how it transmits even in the distance. And, and that's very much to gather back the soul, you know, as I talked in the beginning about the soul gets scattered and the power gets lost. It's like calling back all your energy and helping it anchor into your body and helping to, you know, release old pain from the past and disconnection to the body and nature, empowering that connection, empowering freedom and creativity in the present. So that's, that's very much my passion with the energy work. And, uh, and, the, and the womb work is wonderful. Um, I work with women who are preparing to become mothers or women who have been through abuse. You know, there's, there's so many ways that our womb, working with our womb can just free our power and our creativity. So, yeah, that's really beautiful. And I love, I love offering that space. <coughs> And I do ceremonies, which used to be in person, <laughs> and now they're starting to uh, take shape on the virtual plane as well. So shamanic journeying and working with plants to, yeah, cultivate your relationship with different plants or power animals and how they can guide you in your life right now. And ceremony with the seasons and the moons. It's another beautiful way to realign with nature. And your own soul and um, yeah retreats as well are, are beautiful and right now uh, this future is uncertain but uh i love to offer retreat space um like a sanctuary where we can come together in a group and and do this work and do you know share our hearts and drum and dance and rewild with nature and be you know in a nurturing space together that's really um my favorite things to do <laughs> and I personally really recommend all your work to any listener who is stepping into this episode I have been with you in person here in Helsinki and also I've done the soul alchemy uh, session with you through zoom and it was just after it was during the big, like the bigger lockdown here in Finland, I think in March when I just got back from Bali and it was so potent. And I, like after I really realized how, even if Zoom is different, it's, it creates an even, what I felt was that it created an even bigger vortex uh, somehow. And I, it was very vivid for me and I saw colors and I had this, I remember that I had this, like this corn blue <laughs> dragon serpent that came in and was like, whoa, 
<laughs> and it's always been very vivid. Like I see things when I've been with you and usually I'm more of a, I hear, I hear things and with you, I've always seen a lot. So, um, yeah, I highly recommend, recommend your work. I, I, I think I'm going to book a session soon again. I feel like the new year once a new start. Um, is there anything special that you want to share anything on the horizon horizon for you in the future, in the near future? Uh, I think what I want to share is um, just encouraging your listeners to be curious about their inner landscape, you know, and that it's all within. And, and, and when we can slow down regularly, and just be with ourselves and just witness like what's present, you know, with compassion and curiosity and forgiveness, you know, and that just creates a really beautiful opening for us to grow in self-love, just to be present and, and hold that, that witness for ourselves and our process without judgment. Um, and uh, on the horizon, well, I'm really excited about spring and growing loads of flowers here in the <laughs> mountains. <laughs> and um, yeah, also starting to create a journey, an initiatory journey for women to reclaim their ancestral gifts and grow more deeply embodied in this cyclical living and uh, ceremonial way, building their relationships with their council of allies uh, from the shamanic perspective so that they can just feel more, more empowered and free and connected and feel that support that is around at all times. And it's just the practicing of, of that relationship and remembering to reach out to those allies. So yeah, it's exciting to, to start to dream into, into this offering. And also sacred sexuality is a big part of it that I feel is, um, yeah, it's so needed. So yeah, dreaming into that and uh, working with my clients here for now. And we shall see what this year brings in terms of travel possibilities. I would love to come to Finland. This <laughs> <summer>. <laughs> I love Finland. I miss Finland. Mm. And, um, we miss you also. Well. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Let's hope uh, we can, yeah create there in summer yeah. hopefully i feel like the world is fingers crossed gonna open up again soon mm -hmm. um, where can our our the the women or the listeners find you the websites instagram any yeah platforms so my website is www.gaiasofiasanctuary <laughs> So that's GaiaSofiaSanctuary.com and Instagram, Pamela Naraya. And then I also have a Facebook page, also Gaia Sophia Sanctuary. So Gaia, G-A-I-A, Sophia, S-O-P-H-I-A and Sanctuary, S-A-N-C-T-U-A-R-Y. <laughs> GaiaSofiaSanctuary.com. Yeah. And yeah, if you want to have a healing session or work with the plants or crystals, get in touch. Or if you want to know about my uh, journey, my offering when it's ready, 
you can join my newsletter on, on the website as well. Mm. I'm looking forward to that. And we're, we're going to put all the links to the website and so forth in the description of the show notes. So people can find them there. And uh, lastly, we have one or I have one question that we always ask every guest that comes up on, on the, on the podcast. And it's what does self-worth mean to you? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Self-worth. To me, self-worth is remembering that we're intrinsically a part of a loving universe, you know, and that it's our birthright to receive everything we need. And um, yeah, self-worth is allowing ourselves to really receive everything we need. And that's something I've received again and again as a message, you know, um, on my journey is to receive, to really let myself receive and that it blesses the world when we receive. So to me, self-worth is that, yeah, remembrance that it's uh, it's a blessing when we receive what we need. <laughs> thank you for that. And thank you so much for, for giving us your time and for being the guest and for sharing your wisdom. Um, is there anything else you want to you wanna share or add on before we say goodbye? <laughs> Thank you. Yeah, I've got a lot of gratitude right now. And mm-hmm. yeah, I appreciate you and all that you share and shine in your authenticity and humor and beauty. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I just want to wish everyone a, a great winter dreaming and really make the most of this of this still time, you know, it's, it's a huge opportunity and it's really important to, to have winter, to have the reset, you know, um, if you're in the Northern hemisphere, otherwise enjoy your summer. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, yeah, enjoy the dreaming and the, and the reset wherever you're at in, in this cycle. Yeah, very, very much. All right. Thank you to everyone who, tapped in for this episode and if you want to leave us a message you can leave it on the anchor app if you want to leave us a review you can do it on any of the platforms you're listening to but the biggest thank you to everyone and we're going to circle back to you next week and see you soon goodbye (laughs) bye everyone